0: Who's on the phone, Nance? All right, we we'll welcome in uh, uh, one of my oldest uh, and dearest friends, uh, Jim Nance, who joins us. Jim, welcome. How are you? What game you have this week? Uh,
1: I have Kansas City and New oh, England. Oh, excuse which, me. Which uh, should be really a good yes, one. a very, a very home.
0: good one. I'm looking forward to that one. It's a very good one. The Pats are uh, they're a little shaky right now. They really are. They got to get that offense going a little bit.
1: And I've been waiting for this game since the schedule came out and. And, of course, the AFC Championship game was uh, such an epic up-and-down-the-field overtime game that I remember walking out of Arrowhead and knowing that, of course, they would be playing at some point in the season. This was going to be the game that we wanted to protect the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I think Kansas Kansas
0: City, it's a game that if they – the last week or two, it looks like the Kansas City guys are finally catching on to the Spags defense. If that's true – then they're ready to make their move. And if they make their move tomorrow, they throw their hat in the ring as a team along with Baltimore and, and New England as the third team that can win it all out of the AFC.
1: Well, I've been with Kansas City a lot recently, including this past Sunday against Oakland. And you can definitely see that defense is starting to figure out yep. what SPACs are to And it takes time. It takes time. It took, and, and, it took and the, the Giants a long time.
0: It took the yep. Giants a long want- time.
1: And they weren't healthy, and you know, I didn't Frank Clark really wasn't a factor at the first of the year. Missed some games, so they definitely seem to me to be peaking right now. And we know that it's been a rough stretch here for the Patriots of late. Well, so, nobody knows uh, the I'm,
0: Patriots and Tom Brady better than you do, uh, or gets be- or or more closely knows them. So, are they very concerned about where they are, or are they are they feeling like they can uh, fin- figure out their problems?
1: Well, you know, they always at this time of year kind of figure it out, and what that's going to be, I don't know, but you never say that, you know, I've, I've read all the articles nationally this week, I've seen people talking about, it Have been basically been writing the Patriots obituary all week long, so we'll see, uh, you know, they've already lost to Baltimore and Houston, if they, if they lost in this game to Kansas City, that means they would have lost to the other three division leaders, the, the teams are going to win their divisions, um, but Hey, they've been open about it. I mean, Tom hasn't pulled any punches. He's been frustrated with the offense's lack of of um, execution yep. and, and production all season long. And, you know, the Gronkowski void is huge. Yep. And the running game hasn't been going. On average, like the 31st in the league on average yards per attempt. The wide receivers are just not running the routes that Tom's used to. The crisp, fast, speedy cuts and everything to be open. create separation. You know, that extra little... Half a second hasn't been there because the offensive line uh, has been battered. They got Isaiah Wynn back a couple of games ago, but he's not uh, to me all the way back yet. So we'll see. You know, it, it's going to be a great game, and maybe it's one we'll see again, just a month later again. Hey, if you check Edelman
0: and White. They don't have anywhere to go with the ball, and you have to make sure you do both. You can't check one of them. you got to check both of them out of the backfield. I mean, him out of the backfield and Edelman wherever they line him up, you got to take White as a receiver, too. If you get those two, they have nowhere to go. They can't get any separation anywhere else. And the offensive line's hurting him, and Tom's had to throw the ball away a lot. He's had to throw it away basically about a third of the time he's had to throw the ball away to keep from getting sacked, and that's why his numbers are down. I don't think his game's down at all. I really don't think it is. I think it's just that he has had to throw the ball away so many times this year. He just hasn't had anybody open downfield.
1: Well, I tell you that Tony Romo completely concurs with what you're saying. This is not a reflection. On a decline in Tom's ability, I, t- I don't. I its think he reflection. can still throw any pass
0: yeah, out there. I don't think absolutely. there's any problem with him. I don't think there's any. I just can't get the guys open. And you know, once you take Edelman away, and again White out of the backfield, then they're hurting. how is Romo? As uh, you know, uh, Nansen Romo, which has become a delightful <laughs> listen. I mean, really, uh, you've done Thank a, you. you've done a great job uh, teaming with Romo and uh, helped make Romo a very big star very quickly. He's the uh, he's got an amazing following, and he does it. He really he's an instinctive guy he really is he's a guy talk about someone who was natural for the job boy romo was really natural for the job you know that. of course there
1: were a lot of people when he was uh brought on board and immediately put in in this position there were a lot of naysayers out there a lot of the you know experts who weigh in on your show weigh in on our shows and they all second guessed and thought that um you know cbs had lost its mind and um yeah, I don't think many of them own up to that anymore. No, but uh. I mean, he was he was from the first from the very first game, he was a sensation, and he's quick. He sees everything. His mind is amazing, and uh, he's a super guy to be hanging out with. We have uh, so much fun. Well, uh, just going through the process. You I'll know, you, not probably, since
0: Madden has anybody uh, had the impact he's had, and a big part of it was summerall. Always set Madden up very well, and you set uh, Romo up the same way. So uh, that's you gotta have the right partner, and it works very well. And uh, you give him a lot of room to roam out there, and he does a heck of a job with it because he's very instinctive, and he obviously brings. His knowledge of modern football and his ability to have just come from the position, but he is, you know, he's very good at it. He's just natural. He's very, and he's the first guy who has really been different in a very long time since Madden. He's the first guy I really feel, and you know I watch everybody, said he's the first guy that has really made a difference where he's very different and he's changing people. They're all trying to copy him. Problem is there's only one Romo out there.
1: The problem is no one sees the field like he does.
0: No, they don't. You know, they he, don't. they he, don't.
1: He instantly recognizes formations and knows where the ball needs to go. So when he has a game that involves, let's say, Tom Brady, he is going to look like uh he's the great soothsayer of all time because Brady sees what Romo is seeing. Yep. You know, Tom, if he's given the time and he's got the he's got the players that, that can can run the routes. You know, Tom also is uh, after 20 years that's why he's had the success he's had. My, my point is is that when when Tony's in a game sometimes with a younger quarterback who is confused and doesn't recognize things, right? And Tony Tony isn't the guy that's wrong it's the guy on the field right he's going so to the wrong, wrong place pl- he's, go- he's, he's going to the wrong yeah.
0: place with the, with the ball no question yeah, yeah. and it's interesting you know last week Mahomes looked like himself for the first time he looked like his legs were back so I think that's something that's a positive too now not that they want him to run a lot but that he can run if he needs to and I saw him last week make one run to the corner of the end zone where I thought he was finally the same guy as he was last year where he had looked very gimpy now he didn't look very good running until last week I thought he looked good.
1: You're talking about the 15-yard run yes. to the end zone, yep. for the touchdown. Yep. And they, and we thought the same thing. That was the first time we said, "Hey, dislocated kneecap, the ankle that he rolled earlier in the year. I think that's all gone away. You know, come off a bye before that game against the Raiders last week, and they definitely look, um, you know, healthy with Mahomes and some other guys. Um, yeah, they're a little bit thin at running back going into this game. One last footnote on Romo, though. That yes. game we had at Arrowhead. Yeah, I think there've been so many great performances by Tony, where he's been spot on. But he was never better than he was in that game in overtime. If you remember, as a Patriots you're coming down the field. I mean, he called basically every single play, including a uh, a fly pattern by Gronkowski, yep. Edelman, two or three times on some key third down situations. He recognized that the line of scrimmage, that's where the ball had to go, and that they should be able to, you know, complete the pass for the first down. It just like he was just absolutely in his zone, it was amazing to be next to that and watching it happen play after play
0: have you had baltimore recently or no uh
1: we haven't had baltimore the entire season is that true not one time not once wow just the way it's worked out it's a strange year in the afc you know we have a lot of teams at the bottom that we were expecting to be pretty good now we may have them in a couple of weeks right week 16 hasn't been assigned yet but baltimore at cleveland's a real possibility and maybe pittsburgh at baltimore the week behind that is too but we saw them last year a ton, maybe four or five times. And now here they are the one seat at the moment in the AFC. We haven't seen them once.
0: You're right. It has been a different year, and uh, there's no question. And, you know, Baltimore has now taken off to where they're obviously the other team. And let's be honest, Pittsburgh, you know, Tomlin, I think this might be the best job Tomlin's done in a very long time. I mean, he's, you know, he's had to make the moves. He's had to make a quarterback. He's had a bunch of injuries. He's got a young defense, and the team's playing well. It really is.
1: He's going to get a lot of coach of, the, uh, coach of the Year votes, there's no question. When you talk about losing Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Belgris wasn't around last year, but you lose that, and you lose Berger, and now you got a third-team quarterback. Uh, there's just a lot. There's a whole list of things that would tell you that, and they started just a dreadful start to the season. And uh, How he was able to patch this together and put them now in the mix for a playoff berth, its uh, I think it's his it's his finest effort, no question.
0: And you know, folks, I've I've told this story a couple of times and I I, I told it last year uh when Jim was nice enough to uh, on what was the worst uh uh car ride in history, when he came in last year nice and we picked him up and it took us four and a half hours to get to the uh Hall of Fame uh, induction uh dinner when in that November fifteenth <laughs> night where we went nowhere for like three and a half hours in the car. Um Jim, uh, who was nice enough to induct me into the Radio Hall of Fame last year, uh, was the reason why I got this gig here on FAN because Jim and I worked together for years. I was uh, part of his uh, audition uh, tape at CBS, and I also worked with him when he came and worked there the first time for college football, and he was the natural in those days. Uh, And uh, he and I worked together for years there uh, on college football and basketball and everything else. Uh, and I told him about FAN after we'd been together about three years, and he had done a lot of radio on his way up, and uh, I couldn't get an audition or get an a interview here at FAN after like 20 tries, and Jim had worked with a guy who was one of the uh, producers here at the time named Luke Griffin, and Jim had worked with him uh, during his way up when he was at the University of Houston, and uh, knew Luke, and called him, and... Luke said, well, if Jim says so, then I got to give you a chance, and then gave me a weekend show, which led to me spending uh, all these years here. Uh, So uh, the reason I got in the door was none other than after I had been rejected about 15 times was Jim Nance, who made one phone call and got me in the door at WFN. So that is a true story.
1: It's hard to believe that that is. It's thirty, almost thirty-three years ago, it thirty-two is. and a half years ago, Michael. It is. But um, I just wanted to, you, to call. Uh, uh, yes, I, I know uh, you weren't looking for anybody to call in no, today. No, 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 wasn't. No. I've been feeling uh, a whole lot of melancholy about it, and, and I think the previous call, um, 15, 20 minutes ago, said it exactly the way I was feeling it. There's something about it that's very sad uh, because you've been such a part of so many people's lives. I'm so fortunate. And And cherish the friendship I've had with you since we both were just really young kids. and but it's immeasurable how many people feel like they know you. They've been spending five days a week with you for the better part of their lives, and you've been you've been a friend to them. and it's just an amazingly powerful resource, radio. I heard you talking about how personal it is. And uh, I've just enjoyed hearing it this afternoon, like I say, just feeling a whole lot of nostalgia. Um, Your take on how you and Dog came together as individualists and both always wanted to be able to prove you could do it on your own. And I mean, that was just an amazing, amazing partnership you guys had, and and, uh, congrats to you both. But just as someone that can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, I would never have the career I have today if it wasn't. For the fact that you were there from day one when I walked into that door, frightened as a kid at 26, being handled a lot of responsibility. And people don't know, you were assigned to me as my behind the scenes editorial consultant. Yep. And you held my hand figuratively. Uh, and every single show for years, you prepared me. We loved going through all the preparation. The dinners, the meetings, actual on-air performances—you'd stand just off the side of the camera. I could see you like an orchestra leader leading me through, you know, some of the, you know, some of the more intense moments. Whether it was in the studio for the NCAA tournament or college football or whatever it might have been, um, you were just an incredible part of my life and will continue to be. And uh, it's almost impossible for me to quantify um, how much your friendship means to me. Courtney and the kids are in the car. They all their love. Hello, Courtney. And um, I Hello, am. Hello, kids. Uh, <laughs> they're, um, they're looking forward to seeing you hopefully Good. soon. Very but, soon. But, that's it. But I just, I just had the call today because, um, you know, obviously I, I was hanging on your every word like you did for me when Luke Griff gave you that chance. And you were on the fan for the first time. I was feeling the anxiousness that I knew that you had to feel, and the roles were reversed i i i was I was hanging on your early work, well, just that's... hoping they would come out cleanly and you know with authority and the potential that you know the guy that I knew behind the scenes who could tell a story and knew sports better than anybody and just had a magnetism about him, I just couldn't wait to see that come out. So I was there for that first hour, and I wanted to be here for the last hour. And uh, that's all I can tell you. I don't have a, a more loyal or dear friend in the world. And uh, congratulations. Well, because thank Michael, you. Y- you are, you are, there are, not many people can say this. You are the best there's ever been at this. And uh, congratulations.
0: Thanks, Jim. That's very nice. Nice to see the call. Tell Courtney I said hello. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Jim Nance, thank you. I can't, I can't top that, but you know what? Uh, he overdoes my role with him because um, it's true. Um, I work with Musburger, who is utterly brilliant in the studio. I mean, as good as anybody has ever been. There's a couple of guys who just stand out. You know, uh, Brian Gumble's flawless. Uh, Costa's very good, very good at it, and he could do both, play by play and that. Uh, but Musburger was a genius in the studio, uh, unbelievable. I did the NFL Today with him, he was unbelievable. And about a month in of working with Jim, and I would work with Jim on Saturday and Brent on Sunday, uh, Brent said to me, hey, the kid, is he is he for real? I said, oh, he's for real. He's going to be around a long time. He's he's for real. And uh, I knew right away that he was going to be a enormous star. I mean... I, I, and whether I was there or not, he was. I, I helped him, there's no question. And he and I have been like brothers, and he's, he's family to me. He's not even a friend, he's family, So uh, and has been since the mid-'80s. I mean, he and I, we're the type of friends that we might not talk for a month, but if he needs me, I'm there. If I need him, he's there. He's always there. Um, we've been like that for 35 years. So uh, he is like family to me, and his family is like part of my family. But um, I knew right away. That he was going to be an enormous star, and he is one of the you know here he is all these years later he is CBS Sports, and he is one of the you know greatest sportscasters of all time, and without any question, he's had an incredible career, and uh, we'll continue to have it. He's got a lot of years left too, Uh, but there was no question, you know, uh, he would have made it with anybody. But you know, I was lucky enough to be there from the beginning when he when he came in, And, and quite ironically. It was that I called Luke Griffin because I tried really hard. I came in for an interview, and they said, first they said, you're overqualified, you know. Hey, you work with Brent Musberger, You're on the NFL today. You work CBS Sports. You work with Jim Nance, You work with, you know, what are you doing here to be a producer? I said, I don't want to be a producer. I want to be on the air. They said, oh, no, 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 no. You're never going to be on the air. So And you're too qualified to be a producer, so you don't belong here. I said, well, I don't want to be behind the scenes. I want to do a show. And they said, No. I said, just give me a chance to do a show. And they said, I said, you won't be disappointed. And they said, nope. So I couldn't get in the door. So I tried, tried. And then I told Jim, and he said, well, I me make a call. So he made a call. And next thing you know, I got a Saturday morning show. And then the Saturday morning show there, they said, hey, we like it. And then they gave me a Saturday morning show. And then they let me sit in for Pete. And then the rest is history. So that's, without an answer, I wouldn't be where I am here all these years later. So uh, the, we've obviously had uh, impact on each other's career. And very nice of them. Uh, the call, and he's got a beautiful family, which is uh, the most important thing. And obviously, he's had, you know, an incredible career, uh, and lucky enough uh, to be a, as good a friend as you could have in the world. He really is. Back after this, baseball is back.